Mission Mobilization Chats with Ryan Shaw, Multiplying Mission Mobilization Movements. This podcast is powered by Global Mission Mobilization Initiative. Subscribe, watch, and listen on YouTube today. Find more exciting resources, teachings, and tools for mission mobilization on globalmmi.net. All right. Well, welcome to episode number 14 of Mission Mobilization Chats, where we're looking at cutting-edge topics related to mission mobilization across our denominations, our church networks, our organizations, and our local ministries. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about God's progressive developments in mission mobilization. God's progressive developments in mission mobilization. Did you know that God is a progressive God. So that means that he unfolds his overall plans and purposes in stages. So he does not do everything he wants to do all at one time. Instead, he steadily progresses his global church forward, stage by stage, little bit by little bit. Now, this is true in uh, both in areas of action. So the way that God acts is progressive, but also the way that he calls his church to act uh, is progressive, but it also relates to our spiritual understanding. So you understand more about the word, more about the ways of God, uh, more about who he is. You understand more of that today than you did when you were 10 years old. All right. So God progresses us. You know, I got a hold of this idea when I was about 20, maybe 21 years old. And I was taught, you know, ask the Lord to give you more spiritual understanding, more biblical uh, guidance, more awareness of his ways in his word. I started praying that every day. God, give me wisdom. God, give me spiritual understanding. God, give me spiritual knowledge. And you know, I've prayed that now about 25 years since that time. And I've watched, I've observed in my own life how God has given me understanding. Now, obviously you say, well, we grow a little bit by little bit uh, naturally. And that's true. But because the word of God is clear, if you will ask me for more understanding, more revelation, more knowledge, I will give it to you. And the Lord gives it to us progressively. What that means is he doesn't give it all at one time. And so in different seasons, he gives you when you're asking for it. That's the condition. That's the key. He gives you more enlightenment, more understanding, more spiritual uh, kind of light and spiritual revelation to grasp uh, his ways. Now, this is true even in mission mobilization. So over the centuries, ever since Pentecost, and we're going to look at this uh, in a moment, God has been releasing his plans and his purposes. Now, his plans and purposes have always been the same, but the way that he has unveiled them and unfolded them over the centuries has been in a progressive way. So in the fifth century, he wasn't doing the same things that he's doing now in the 21st century. Okay? He was building on things that he had done in the 4th century and th- looking forward to things that he would do in the 6th century. Well, the church was at a very different phase then, a very different stage. Now we need to understand how he has progressed us, specifically in the realm of mission mobilization, and what that means 
for moving forward. What that means for the, the grand uh, plans of God in the mission movement and how we can be involved in it. So he does these things in a progressive uh, kinds of way. Now, this is one reason it's very, very important not to rely in our churches and our ministries and our organizations on business as usual. So as the people of God, we are tempted and our tendency is uh, in, in how we operate in ministry is to rely on the business as usual model. That means kind of the way that we've always done ministry or mission or mobilization in terms of our world. But instead, we are meant to be consistently pressing forward, asking the Lord, Lord, not only give me understanding and revelation and wisdom and knowledge about your word to me personally, but now, God, we want to see your plans and purposes in mission. We want to know the unveiling and the unfolding and the progression that you're moving things in. Okay, because there's a culmination that the Lord has in mind. There's a finish line. Matthew chapter 24 verse 14 tells us very plainly, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached among all the nations and then the end will come. So there's a, a, an end date, so to speak. So we're not just looking to continue business as usual, a little bit of ministry to kind of get through our lives. No, we are looking at the end goal, saying, Lord, how do we get there in a progressive way? Way And again, the, the items that he's emphasizing now will look different than 100 years ago, will look different than 500 years ago. And so it's a progressive God moving the progressive vision of missions, but also of missions mobilization, uh, progressing us forward. So we want to constantly be aligning and realigning with that. Lord, what are you doing right now in mission mobilization? Give us wisdom. Give us insight. Lord, it's going to look different than it did 10 years ago. It's going to look different than it did 50 years ago. Different than it did 100 years ago. So Lord, what is it that you are saying today? So we want to constantly press forward for that and then be sensitive to allow the leading of the Lord through his word, through one another as we talk to each other, as we bounce ideas off, as we look at the global mobilization situation and we see trends happening, we can start to discern by the Holy Spirit, okay, the Lord seems to be highlighting this, this, and this. He's progressing us beyond where we were two years ago as the church, beyond how we understood mission mobilization five years ago uh, or 10 years ago. So we need to be sensitive to the leading of the Lord, building on some of those building blocks that he laid five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, but not relying on those as business as usual, now allowing him to build uh, the next steps, so to speak. So what is the next progression that will build on the previous steps, the previous uh, building blocks that have already gone on before us? So because of this idea, it's necessary to really keep in step with what the Spirit is saying and doing currently, to be up to date. Not just saying, well, you know, 10 years ago, the Lord highlighted this, this, and this. Well, that's great for 10 years ago, but we're in a different time now. So we need to recognize what he's saying and keeping it up to date uh, for right now. How is he wanting to develop our biblical understanding of the calling of mission mobilization? You know, there's actually a lot in the Bible about this subject, but it's usually not uh, interpreted in that, in that particular way. 
And so the Lord has much to say, but we need eyes to see it in the word, and we need ears to hear it so that we can understand what it is that he's saying. Now, when we talk about the progression or God's progressive developments in mission mobilization, we need to recognize that the entire process of mission mobilization goes well beyond the individual recruiting of a few professional cross-cultural workers. That is kind of the general idea that we hear about mission mobilization. It's either about recruiting individual workers, which is a huge part of it, but it's not the whole, it's not the complete, it's not the comprehensive concept that the Lord wants us to grasp in mission mobilization. Another idea that we sometimes hear is that mobilization is about going and speaking to a group, maybe a church group, maybe a campus ministry group, maybe a Bible study, and then we go away and we say, we mobilize that group for mission. Well, you spoke to them for a half hour, maybe an hour, you talked about some great commission ideas, but you really mobilized them? The disconnect here or the gap is that mobilization happens immediately. So we give a little bit of information and we say, we've mobilized them, praise the Lord. In reality, that's not how it works. It takes time, it takes investment, it takes uh, seeing mobilization in the center of the life of that fellowship, impacting week after week after week, through messages going forth, through great commission truth being given over and over and over and over in a trusted ministry environment from within so that the church members can over time start to change their paradigms. Paradigm shifts, specifically in mission, but in any realm really, paradigm shifts don't happen automatically. They don't happen quickly. They need time. And so often we... Uh, have people go to a conference or something like that. We say, we've, we've mobilized them, and I understand the enthusiasm, uh, but at the same time, it's not realistic. It hasn't, we haven't mobilized them. We've given them one small piece of the overall tapestry of the mobilization process, and hopefully they will be mobilized over time, but that one event was not mobilization. Now, that one event is part of the mobilization process, just like mobilization is, or a part of mobilization, is recruiting workers uh, for the Great Commission. But we, what we wanna see is that it's bigger than this. It takes more time, uh, it, it wants, we, what, what the Lord wants, is for it to be at the center of uh, ministries, not uh, something that we send our people necessarily off to. And we've talked about, excuse me, we've talked about that in previous uh, sessions. Now, mobilization has at its core the partnering with God of helping the global church come into maturity related to Jesus' own prophecy of the fulfillment of the Great Commission. We just gave that prophecy, Matthew 24, 14, that, that pivotal Great Commission verse. Every believer needs to know Matthew 24 as a whole quite well. This is Jesus' uh, uh, end time, kind of uh, the, the big theological term for it is the Olivet Discourse, right? But it's his end time discourse where he kind of lays down what the end times will look like. And right in the middle of that discourse is verse 14. This gospel of the kingdom, I just said it, will be, uh, will be preached among all the ethnic peoples. And then the end will come. So mobilization at its core is about helping the global church come to maturity to relate related to that prophecy. 
related to Jesus' vision to see this prophecy come to fruition and the global church's role as we partner with him uh, towards this great goal. Now, we've talked before in previous uh, uh, episodes that God is the great mobilizer. You remember that? And he's also the Lord of the harvest. So if that's true, he's calling us to partner with him also in mobilizing the people of God. And so the global church also is called, this is part of the progressive revelation of mission mobilization. The global church is called to position ourselves in partnership with God to emphasize his uh, great commission, his big picture purposes. I believe that the message of the Great Commission is only growing in the body of Christ. Right now, it's, it's, it's kind of muted. It's very limited. It's only on kind of side issues. We talk about it a little bit over on the periphery, but it's not in the center. It's not in the kind of the mainstream yet of what the church is highlighting. Now, it's in the mainstream in terms of discussion. Talk a lot about the mission, talk a lot about the Great Commission, but in terms of mobilizing the whole body of Christ, every born-again believer to their assigned roles in the Great Commission, not just going as a message bearer, all the different roles, all of that is part of this big picture plan of mobilization that God has, and we've not touched on that. Okay, We have not made this message the emphasis that the Holy Spirit will make it before Jesus' second coming. And the reason we know that is because of the fulfillment of the Great Commission that has to come before Jesus' uh, second coming. So if that's true, if the fulfillment of the Great Commission happens before Jesus' second coming, which we know it does, then there has to be a, a great, uh, just a growing wave of emphasis on this subject so that the global church can be mobilized to be the channel that Jesus prophesies it will be in fulfilling the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 24, uh, verse 14. So this is why it's so important that we get the progression. We've not even come close yet to seeing uh, the emphasis on this message of mission mobilization in the global body of Christ. We're not even close to where it will go. It's a progressive revelation, and we need to understand that we're moving forward towards a great uh, culmination. Now, as we look at that, though, we need to understand we're in partnership with the mobilizer God. God will not bring this great emphasis on the mission mobilization message. He won't do that all by himself. So mobilization does not happen in a vacuum. He partners, God partners with his church, with his people. He wants us, and us meaning millions of believers and leaders who become mobilizers, who are preaching and emphasizing uh, to our churches and in small group Bible studies and on social media, helping the whole body of Christ understand the importance of the Great Commission, setting the church on course to extend the gospel of the kingdom among every unreached people group. Right now we talk about the unreached people groups, but we haven't really grasped the vision that the Lord wants to use every believer in that process in some way, whether or not you actually go to the front lines uh, or not. So God is progressing us, progressing the global church in mission mobilization towards this 
emphasis that he wants to raise things up. It's the onward and upward call of emphasizing this glorious message of the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Again, it hasn't been given the emphasis that he wants. Now, the global church was established in uh, Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. What was our core identity when the Lord established the church? In Acts chapter 2, that core identity is that we are a missionary community. So the reason the global church and every individual church and every born-again believer, the reason we exist is first to enjoy unhindered, close, intimate fellowship and relationship with God at the highest levels. That's the priority. And that message is being restored a little bit today. And that message is going to continue to be restored more and more as we get closer to the fulfillment of the Great Commission. And then as we get closer to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And that message again is that we exist as the global church, as individual local ministries, and as individual believers first to enjoy unhindered relationship with God at the highest levels through Jesus Christ. That is God's will, that we love Him with all our heart, mind, soul, strength, total dedication, total surrender, total devotion to Him as our Lord and as our King. Now, the second emphasis point is that, yes, that's who we are in relationship with God, and then we exist to proclaim this King and His beautiful kingdom. You remember Jesus said, Matthew 24, 14, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached among all the ethnic peoples. So we're proclaiming the king and his kingdom among all the ethnic peoples, the glory of the kingdom of God, the righteousness of the kingdom of God, the power of the kingdom of God in an individual life, yes, but then in a family, in a community, in a village, in a neighborhood, in a government. The power of the kingdom of God and the gospel of the kingdom is much more than the gospel of eternal salvation. We need to preach and proclaim the king and his kingdom among all the unreached peoples. This is the message that the Holy Spirit is ramping up now and that will continue to ramp up as we get closer and closer uh, to the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Yet again, let me highlight this message that I just uh, declared, this twofold why we exist. To love God with all of our hearts and then to proclaim the king and his kingdom. This message has never been emphasized within the church and history to the extent on the Lord's heart. We've had little pockets here and there, but never to the intent that's on the Lord's heart and on the Holy Spirit's heart uh, to, bring to, uh, to bring to fruition. Generally, this message, this twofold message, has been sidelined as a department of a denomination. You know, a missions committee over here or, or that missions department over there. So it's been on the periphery of the church, not in the center, not at the heart, not at the core of why we exist. That's going to change. And that's part of the progressive nature of this message, the progressive understanding of mission mobilization. God is taking us, friends, to an exciting uh, level that none of us in history even, the body of Christ has never seen before related to mission mobilization. That's why we want to look into these subjects. That's why we want to look into the Bible. That's why we want to talk together, iron sharpening iron, throwing ideas off of one another. So we start to grasp what the Holy Spirit is saying as a, a mobilization community uh, even. Now, 
I just said that this message has never been emphasized in history. Now, of course, the message of the Great Commission, it's grown throughout history. So we understand it much more clearly now than we did in the first century or the second century or the third century. And again, that's part of the progressive nature of the kingdom of God, the progressive nature of the revelation of his kingdom. That he's now unveiling great understanding that we did not have 300 years ago, that we did not have 500 years ago. So the message has grown Especially, we start to see significant forward momentum around the 1700s when the modern missionary movement, really starting with the Moravians and then uh, in the 1790s with William Carey uh, kind of starting the idea of these, these mission agencies, these mission societies. But generally, even today, the mission and the mobilization emphasis is not in the center where it's meant to be. It's still over on the side. Okay, so yes, it's increased. We're not saying that the message has not increased. It has increased a hundredfold, 200-fold. We don't know the specific, but it has increased, but it has not ever been at the center. Actually, I should not say it has not ever been. It wasn't the first church. The New Century, or the New Testament church, I mean, the New Testament church in the first century understood mission, and understood mission mobilization at the core of what the body of Christ was meant to be about. That's why they were able to multiply the church so fast in such a wide area to the point where the book of Acts tells us these guys, they turned the world upside down. How did they do that? Well, it was because the mobilization and the mission, the Great Commission vision was not off on the periphery somewhere. It was right in the center. It was where it was meant to be at the core of who the New Testament church was. And so we need to get that back. Actually, not to get that back. We do need to do that. But we're moving on and progressing to the fullness. We're going to even see it greater than they saw it in the New Testament church uh, in the early, in, the, uh, in that first century. Because as we get nearer to the end, the Bible is very clear and lays out the groundwork for this and the framework for this, revealing that we're going to see this great crescendo again, this great emphasis, uh, understanding at the end. So mission mobilization then, it's progressing in our understanding. And so it's the overlooked core, I like to say, of the mission movement. So we have the mission emphasis movement, right? But mission mobilization is the fuel that pushes that mobilization or that mission movement forward. And so that's where we've kind of been a little bit without. We've been trying to do the mission movement. We've been doing it well. We've understood mobilizing a little bit, but we haven't really grasped the core relationship between mission mobilization over here and the mission movement over on this side. So without mission mobilization, the mission movement cannot, it cannot become all that God intends it uh, to be. Now mission obviously is given lip service. Again, I mentioned that earlier. We talk about it a lot. Mission or the Great Commission. It's given lip service across our denominations, across our organizations, across our uh, church networks. It's cited in our mission statements. We believe in the Great Commission. We want to see it accomplished. So what does this usually mean? Well, for most of us, it means maybe we have a conference that's focused on missions every few years in our denomination or in our organization. Periodically, we'll have a mission speaker come through. Maybe we'll do an outreach to a neighboring village. Maybe we'll have a prayer session for the nations every once in a while. Okay, this is how we've 
often reduced mission mobilization to focus on these few pieces. And again, what we do when that happens is I like to call it, uh, since now we're into, co you know, we're in the midst of the COVID season, right? And we're getting people, some people are starting to get vaccines. Well, we know when you get a vaccine, what happens? You're actually being inoculated to the disease. So you're given a little bit of the disease that enters into your body, but not enough to make you sick. What it is, is enough to make your immune system able to then fight that thing off. And it recognizes the disease that's been introduced and your immune system is strong enough that it starts to fight it off so that the next time, if the disease does come around, your body fights it off and your body doesn't, and the disease does not take root uh, in your system. Okay, so you're given a little bit of the disease. We call that inoculating, right? We inoculate ourselves, uh, that's what vaccines are, so that we don't get the disease. So what we do often through these conferences, through periodic mission speakers, through hearing a little bit about missions, is we give the people enough information about missions to become inoculated but we don't actually give them enough to become mobilized. That's a completely separate realm. So we give them a little bit by little bit by little bit, but remember, we already established, no, we need a lot more to actually mobilize people. People, it takes time to shift their paradigms, to help them to see the Great Commission biblically, okay? To overturn some of those wrong understandings that they've held in the past. This can't happen by a one-time uh, mobilization event like a conference. So we want to overcome our tendency to inoculate and instead recognize, no, our job is not inoculation, giving a little bit, but then not giving enough to actually mobilize the people. No, we want to give them enough to be fully mobilized, okay? Not just the little bit that they need. So we don't want, uh, or what we tend to do is we talk enough about missions or the, the Great Commission or Global Mission, to make believers aware that it exists, that's the inoculation, while neglecting to actually take them deep enough to uh, engage themselves, to become actively engaged themselves. How do we know this? Well, research tells us, uh, George Barna and their research group has, uh, has done extensive research on this subject, and they indicate that only 17% of believers can even describe what Jesus' great commission is. Only 70% of believers can even describe what the great commission is. This is believers. This isn't unbelievers. These are people in our churches that we are teaching, but only 17% can actually tell you what the great commission really is. This is a travesty. And what it does is reveal the lack of rightly understanding the gospel itself, but it also reveals that we as leaders have failed our churches, have failed our ministries. Because again, we've given them the inoculation, the little bit of talk here and there, kind of random, uh, every once in a while talk about missions, but not enough to get it into their hearts to take root and be the centerpiece where they live from the overflow of this Jesus loves the Great Commission. His heartbeat is for this. If that's true, then I, as a born-again believer, I, as a disciple, this has to be core also to my discipleship. The uh, mission mobilization and the Great Commission is the overlooked core of our discipleship. 
Most disciples I know and most discipleship processes that I know do not include the Great Commission at the core of that discipleship process. But it's meant to be. This is how Jesus taught his own disciples. He led them everywhere with him while he's doing ministry. He's showing them uh, how to reach out to people. And then before he ascended to the right hand of the Father, he tells them, hey guys, now, it's your turn. I've done my three years of ministry. You've walked with me. Now it's your turn. You get to go and reach the whole world. You're my continuation. So what Jesus is implying through that is that Mobilization and mission has to be at the very core, even of our discipleship. That means that every born-again believer should be grasping it, understanding it. Now, again, this is not something that we heard five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years, 50 years ago. Okay? It's a progressive revelation that the Lord is beginning to highlight to those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, a willingness to see mission mobilization is way, way, way bigger, way more comprehensive way more exhaustive than we once understood it to be. A little bit of recruiting here or there for our organizations or a little bit of uh, mission talks every once in a while at a ministry and I can say, I mobilized that ministry for the Great Commission. No, it takes much more engagement and much more involvement. So the Lord is progressing us, but he's moving us towards a goal. Remember that. It's the Matthew 24, 14 goal. It's the fulfillment of the Great Commission goal. So I want to encourage you as we close this episode, I want to encourage you to ask the Lord, Lord, give me understanding, wider, more insight, more depth of revelation, more spiritual wisdom, more spiritual knowledge, more spiritual understanding related to mission and mobilization from your word. That doesn't mean we come up with our own uh, interpretations of things that are, that, are, that are way extreme or way out to lunch. No, you're not, we're not talking about that. We're asking the Holy Spirit to unveil from his heartbeat the progressive revelation of where he is taking the church, particularly in this realm of the mission movement and specifically in mission mobilization. I guarantee, and I am... Uh, uh, a, a walking example of this. I did not really understand it very much at the beginning, but if you will ask him every day or every few days, whatever it is, Lord, give me spiritual insight into mission mobilization. Over time, doesn't happen immediately, doesn't happen overnight, that's not how the Lord works. The Lord works over time. But if you look back, if you look back, if you start praying that prayer, you look back in a week, you won't see any change. But if you start praying that prayer every day and you look back over a year, you look back over five years, you look back over 10 years, you look back over decades. I've been praying that prayer for decades now. Lord, open my eyes, more revelation related to mission, more revelation related to mission mobilization. The Lord will answer your prayer. He'll start to give you greater understanding as a mobilizer of where the big picture of this mission mobilization thing uh, is going. It's very, very exciting. Let me just close in prayer for you. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this episode, this opportunity to talk about your progressive revelation, Lord. You have never changed, but the way that you unfold and unveil things to us about subjects like mission, subjects like mobilization, Lord, you don't give it to us all at once and you're not doing everything all at once. So you give, it to, you give to us the pieces that you're doing right now. 
that you want us to grasp and that you want us to teach others uh, to walk in as well. Lord, we ask for that. Open our eyes to more. Give us more insight, more revelation into this progressive uh, revelation of mission mobilization, where your heart is moving, where history is going, where the global church is, is, is growing, what the global church is growing up into. Lord, teach us these things more and more and more. Oh, we need it, God. We want to be in step with you, Holy Spirit, the director of missions. We love you, Lord Jesus. We commit these things to you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you until we see you on the next episode. To listen to more Mission Mobilization Chats, subscribe on YouTube or go to globalmmi.net.